Get it big, get it here. Listen to all your life mixes, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GTR, Ghana Talks Radio. This is Ghana Talks Radio, the best station rocking the nation. GTR News. The news others choose. We bring you local news, business news, international sports and entertainment news. Right here on GTR. GTR. Hello there, welcome to the Afternoon News on Ghana Talks Radio. My name is Sandra Asante. Headlines, Chamber of Bulk Oil Distributors discloses engaging BOG to reduce fuel prices. For more Mali PM, Maika dies in detention. Also, Russia tank factory suspends operation. Ukraine intelligence says there's some more stories coming up after the break. Stay tuned. <laughs> Ghana Talks Radio, I will UK abroach memo era for Mangana Muha at the sound system, which is spinning machine papa pa every a man on the other or Mangana Muha. It is a we a year, we are engagement, we are wedding, we are birthday party. Political parties are more rally, some way are sorry, a more crusade. So we'll book carnival or any kind of event. Now we'll pay spinning machine, papa pa a boa sound in the moon at the dia. And you may come for GTR sounds at the amount. Your live band in so I will turn sa at the frame. You beat me about the boa. I'm a Ujime dia Woody and so at me. I come up. You were in kind Pupuni, Mantemo, Anya, a ponchy hotel, a hope pepe, and a yebutu. Odian said, Obe Fre and Penny Four. I was zero five four six nine six zero five one zero. GTR sounds a more de Angaza. GTR News. The news others choose. You're most welcome back from the break to your first story. The Information Minister Kojo Opon in Kerma has revealed that all the 16 flagship programs of government will soon be reviewed to ensure their objectives are well achieved. According to him, it is one of the decisions taken during the three-day cabinet retreat at the Pedrasa Lodge in the eastern region to mitigate the economic difficulties in the country. Currently, the country is experiencing hikes in fuel prices and the growing depreciation of the city adversely affecting the cost of goods and services. But Mr. Opon Nkrumah says the review of the programs, among others, will help the government to take its Meanwhile, the finance minister, Ken Oforiata, is expected to address the nation this week to communicate key measures taken by the government amid the current challenges. A statement issued by the Information Ministry hinted that the update will include the reopening of land borders, the easing of COVID-19 restrictions and measures to arrest the depreciation uh, city. Also, a 64-year-old retired lecturer of the Dr. Hila Liman Technical University, Stephen Mani, who has met his untimely death after he was hit by a stray bullet fired as a result of an alleged scuffle over a parcel of family land. He was pronounced dead on the arrival at the Wa Municipal Hospital after the bloody shooting incident took 
which took place few meters away from the Wasnet flat. Four other persons who were not part of the dispute were also hit by the bullet and are said to be in critical condition at the same facility. Residents of the area recounted how sad and disheartening the incident was and how great the person. The security personnel recovering all the areas also sympathizing with the belief family assured them to take up the responsibility to the right thing according to the law. We are responsible for the security of the people of ours. And we are to work and whoever will do his job to do well work. So we want to assure you that never, never anyone who is comfortable in this COVID, it won't happen. So we want to sympathize with you, continue to remain calm, continue to have trust in us, and that's the family of the deceased are also calling on the security to help them seek justice. To our next story, at least 11 pupils of the Paga EA Primary School in the Kasenat Nankanat West District in the Upper East Region have been left injured after walls of two classrooms collapsed on them. A heavy rainstorm on Monday, 21st of March, swept through the town and ripped off roofs of buildings and schools in the town. The school officials said the wounded pupils have been rushed to the Paga District Hospital for medical attention and no lives were lost. The headmaster of the school, Adiyah, Peter Ayegiwe told the media that failure on the part of the local authorities to renovate the dilapidated school buildings despite knowing its condition is to blame for the disaster. He said the school's management had written severally to the district assembly since 2017 informing it of the worsening condition of the school building but was no positive response. Activities in the school will be affected if authorities are not quick in their response to address the challenge brought by the disaster, he added. He was particularly worried how the school will operate in the raining season. Ghana's land borders are set to reopen within 14 days, according to reports. This is part of the agreement reached at the two-day current cabinet meeting led by President Nanado Dankwa Ekufuado. The land borders, which was shut down in March 2020, are to be reopened subject to land protocols. Prior to the cabinet meeting, Minister of Information Kujo Oponikrum has entered as such a decision after he indicated that the president had been engaged in meeting in that direction. Meanwhile, the minority leader Haruna Idrisu has called on the government to take urgent steps for the reopening of the land borders for free flow of persons and goods. One and the first will be our call on President Nana Adudangwa Kufuado, the President of the Republic of Ghana supported by his minister for health and minister for interior to take urgent practical steps 
of Ghana's land borders to allow for free flow of persons and goods across ECOWAS and the rest of the world. Post-COVID, we are not out of the woods yet, but we want to see a return to normalcy with the movement of goods and services through our borders. And therefore, whatever proactive measures government needs to take, there can be no justification for the continuous closure of Ghana's land borders. Therefore, as a minority, our primary concern this afternoon is to call on the president as chair of ECOWAS to do that which is needful to give meaning to the resolutions he so chaired for ECOWAS. To some business story, former President John Dramani Mahama is seeking the whereabouts of the Vice President Dr. Mahamudu Baumia amidst the increase in cost of living and warring state of the country's economy. According to him, the new patriotic party NPP used false promises to convince Guineans to vote them into power. However, the party since assuming power has failed to deliver on its mandate despite the lofty promises ahead of the 2016 general election. Speaking at the launch of the mobile app for the Tertiary Education Institution Network team at the University for Professional Studies in Accra on Monday, Mr. Mahama said the current state of the economy is an issue that requires prudent measures by government. He therefore urged the once voice of to Dr. Baumia to speak up. We have gathered for this launch at a time of great economic and social distress for the people of Ghana. The Akufuado-led government that came to power on the back of mouth-watering promises to make life easier for Ghanaians and ensure rapid development of our country has so badly mismanaged the economy that we have been plunged into the most debilitating economic crisis in about four decades. Indeed, we all collect some of those mouth-watering promises, including one by the current president, to transform this country, Ghana, within 18 months. This crisis into which he has led us has spawned hardship and suffering for our people on a scale never witnessed in the 30-year history of our Fourth Republic. Daily price increases, fuel price adjustments, and nose-diving currency, which has rather arrested the person who said he would arrest, he had arrested it. The dollar has rather arrested him, and so we're looking for him, we can't find him. As the IGP, if he had the key so that we could find where Vice President was, then he said he doesn't have it. Mr. Mahama also accused the current regime of the wastefulness and incompetence which he said had led to the poor state of the economy. In his view, government responses to citizens' plight have been the implementation of shabby policies which do not address this situation. We have gathered for this launch at a time of great economic and social distress for the people of Ghana. The Akufuado-led government that came to power on the back of mouth-watering promises to make life easier for Ghanaians and ensure rapid development of our country has so badly mismanaged the economy that we have been plunged into the most debilitating economic crisis in about four decades. Indeed, we all collect some of those mouth-watering promises, including one by the current president, to transform this country, Ghana, within 18 months. 
This crisis into which he has led us has spawned hardship and suffering for our people on a scale never witnessed in the 30-year history of our Fourth Republic. Daily price increases, fuel price adjustments, and nose-diving currency, which has rather arrested the person who said he would arrest, he had arrested it. The dollar has rather arrested him. And so we're looking for him, we can't find him. As the IGP, if he has a key so that we could find where Vice President was, then he said he doesn't have it. However, energy analyst Kojo Opoku also had this to say concerning government setting to pump in $2 billion to rescue their depreciating city. I have always said that um, politics and religion are cousins. The difference between politics and religion, where they differ, is that in religion, we have faith and things that are said, nobody has died and come back and able to tell us that whether it's true, there's life after death or not. The thing with politics is that you make all these utterances and you are given the chance to come in for the four years. People have a chance to judge you and see that what you said and what is happening, is it true or not? And unfortunately, we have a situation where our brother, our father, the vice president have said certain things, which is in contrary to what is happening. And people are right to point it out. There is nothing wrong with holding people accountable for their words. And I think that if you watch the video, it's quite telling. But for me, I think the bit where I also plead on behalf of our brother, our father, the vice president, is that, look, he is not the president. He is the vice president. Yes, he is the head of the economic management team. I think he oversold some of the messages at that time. Um, look, in class, in economic theories, there isn't just one theory for every situation. You might have multiple theories that might come into play depending on the circumstances of the day. So he sold a theory that did not pan out the way we all wanted it to pan out. I don't think the vice president wanted ill for this country. He honestly believed in the message that he was giving out at that time. Um, a point at best, I think it's unfortunate that things have gone the way they are. But at the appropriate time, I think he should come out and explain himself why he didn't go the way he thought he would have gone. And um, what are some of the conversations around that? But there's nothing wrong with people just news. opposing what you said. The and news what you said. And that's what makes politics different from religion. Still on the business story, the Chamber of Bulk Oil Distributor says there will be some derived for consumers of petroleum products soon because of some mergers the Bank of Ghana, BOG, has announced. The central bank has announced it will provide foreign forex for importers and petroleum product and competitive rate, which is expected to check the recent persistent hike in fuel prices. Speaking in an interview, the CEO of the Bulk Oil Distributors, Senor Hosi, was hopeful new intervention will be made to reduce the current prices at the various pumps. Been, en been engaging the BOGA. I think they release about 160 million dollars to the entire energy sector, so not just uh, the BDCs. But I think they did some, but not in a very structured way as we would have wanted. But it was very critical for that particular moment to to release some tension. But uh, we have been engaging, and hopefully on Wednesday we should be having further engagements to come up with a structure which is also geared around the forward forward market to ensure that some of these interventions can cascade into into uh, lower pump prices as that, that we currently see on the market. So we 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 still we still draw join, and we hope that we'll be able to come to some consensus on how we get things done. Our market now needs about uh, three hundred million dollars every month, you know, to cover. Our, our money.
news others choose. You are still tuning to the Afternoon News on Ghana Talks Radio on International Front. Mali's former Prime Minister, Samayo Bubeye Maga, who has been on trial for corruption charges, has died aged 67. Mr. Maga died on Monday at the hospital in the capital, Bamako, his family said. His family had previously said he was detained under deplorable conditions. He was admitted to hospital in December. His request for medical evacuation has been refused by the military junta. Associated Press report. In the statement, the government said he died after a long illness and offered its condolences to the family. Mr. Maga was arrested in August last year and detained over allegations of corruption in the purchase of a presidential debt during President Ibrahim Abu Abakar Keita's administration. The charges are from 2014 when he was Minister of Defense. Mr. Maga has also served as Foreign Minister and President Tuamani Tore in 2011. He resigned as Prime Minister in the aftermath of the outrage over the killing of 160 Fulani civilians in April 2019 in Ogosagu, Mopti region by suspected gun hunters. We move to Tanzania and Tanzania will begin the process of drafting a new constitution after the 2025 general elections. A statement issued by the State House says a new constitution will be among other long-term issues that will be addressed then. This comes after the release of the country's main opposition leader, Freeman Mbowe, of the Chad Demo Party. He alleged his court case was politically motivated because he had started a movement demanding a new constitution. The Tanzanian government denied that allegation. Last week in an exclusive interview with the BBC, President Samuel Suhulu Hassan refused to discuss the constitution, saying it was a matter between herself and the Tanzanians. Mr. Mbowe was charged with terrorism and stayed behind bars for eight months before the charges were dropped in early March. Rescuers continue to search for survivors from a plane crash in the southern China as families of those on board gather at the nearby airport waiting anxiously for update. China's eastern flight MU5735 was carrying 132 people when it crashed into the hills in Zhuaxi province. The tragedy has sparkled. Widespread grief in China, President Xi Jinping has ordered a full-scale investigation. The number of casualties is still not known, and there are fears of no survivors. Hundreds of responders have been dispatched to crash uh, to the crash site in Wasu. Local media reports that they had found part of the wreckage and were still searching through the debris scattered over mountainous rigged terrain. This includes the charred remains of bags, wallet, and identity cards. The crash into the ground has sparkled a forest fire which was later put out leaving deep scorches marks on trees according to reporters on the scene meanwhile the families and friends of those on board have arrived in Guangzhou international airport the china eastern airlines flight from Kuomin has been due to land there on monday afternoon authorities have yet to identify passengers and crew members but among them was a group of six people including a teenager who were traveling to the Hangzhou to attend a funeral reported by local media. One of the Nigerian students who fled the war in Ukraine has died in his hometown of Sokoto in the northern Nigeria. It is not yet clear what exactly caused the death of 
Huzaifa Habibu, his father Habibu Malu Modea told the BBC that he was taken to the hospital after complaining of the discomfort or loss of appetite. The 22-year-old student who was studying medicine in Ukraine was due to graduate next year and had arrived back in Nigeria barely two weeks ago. It was his first time returning home in three years. Mr. Modakin said that his son had narrated the horrors of war and scrambled to flee Ukraine. Nigeria has evacuated more than one. 1,500 of its students from Ukraine following Russia's invasion last month, but there are around 100 more still trapped in the city of Kherson. In Russia, Ukrainian military are reporting that a company that produces and repairs Russian tanks has suspended work at its plant in central Russia region of the Chalibinsk due to a shortage of imported parts. In a statement on Facebook, the General Staff of the Armed Forces of Ukraine reported that manufacturers of the Alzheimer's had had to pause production at the facility due to the lack of receipt of foreign-made component. Ukrainian military information and consultancy company Defense Express report that that particular firm provides the only plant that carries out the assembly of tanks. It goes on to report that the manufacturer routinely uses Western component. There are no reports referring to their facility in Russia media and the BBC have yet to be informed on that after the interview they had with the company. To some entertainment stories, Camila Cabello, Ed Sheeran, and Snow Patria will all play at the next week's concert for Ukraine, which will be broadcast on ITV and STV. Emily Sanders, Becky Hill, Greg Reporter, and Chico also on the lineup with more acts to be confirmed. Tickets are for sure to go on sale on Tuesday, 22nd of March, with the concert taking place in Birmingham on 29th. Cabello said their heart was really breaking for the people of Ukraine, adding that they all have the responsibility to help. The concert will be hosted by the Spice Girl Emma Bolton, alongside Marvin Humes and Roman Kemp, with the Maniac Street Preachers and Tom Orden also taking part. This is where I end the afternoon news. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can log on to our website, www.gun.com talksradio.com for more news update my name is sandra asante stay tuned for the sported bit have a great afternoon we bring you local news business news international sports and entertainment news right here on gtr gtr ghana talks radio ghana talks radio this is big ghana talks radio ghana talks radio this is big. This is big. GTR Spores. GTR Spores. Join us on GTR for global tidbits and soccer. He's a goal! Tennis, boxing, and many other sporting activities. What a good shot! Tune in to GTR. What a stadium. What a stadium. It's time for the Sported Bit on Ghana Talks Radio, and I welcome you to it. So officially, finally, gradually, totally, the GFA, they have, together with Oto Ado, has named the squad for the playoffs against Nigeria on Friday. And as they were saying before, you will never know what the populace is up to. They don't like some of them, and they're actually making a fuss about it. So don't go anywhere. Be back after the break. Join us on GTR for Global Tidbits and Soccer. Tennis, boxing, and many other sporting activities. What a good shot! Tune in to GTR. What a stadium! What a stadium! (laughs) 
You're welcome back from the break. So former Ukraine strike, I'm talking of Adri Shevchenko, said he will use his platform to tell the world the truth about Russia's invasion of his country and step up efforts to raise humanitarian aid for victims of the crisis. Also, one of Ukrainian's greatest players and a former coach of the national team, Shevchenko, said he was in shock for the first two days of the invasion, which Moscow described as a special military operation. But as soon as I got to think about how best i could help my country i decided the best way was to use my platform speak up tell the people the truth about what is going on in race humanitarian aid that's what shevchenko told the times newspaper so he said that he plans to welcome two ukrainian refugee families into his home in Surrey. so that's what not just a player he's also doing humanitarian deeds as well so united states forward brandon Aronson will miss the final three matches of World Cup qualifying with a knee injury, U.S. Soccer said on Monday. So Aronson, the only U.S. player to feature in all of the World Cup qualifiers so far for this year's finals in Qatar, was injured in training at the weekend. Um, and will not have recovered in time for Thursday's game away to Mexico. So after reviewing the updates, medical information in the consultation of the Red Bull suspect, we have determined that Bryden Erickson will not be available to play in the upcoming World Cup qualifying matches, U.S. Soccer said in a statement. So that's really sad that he's not joined. You can even see that he's really devastated about it. So we are hopefully uh, hopeful looking that he will be able to recover in time. Unfortunately, it will not be the case. So we hope he makes a speedy recovery. So if you're a fan of Aronson, you have to pray for him so that he'll be able to get better and bounce to join the team um, against Mexico. So after 11 rounds of, uh, you know, matches in the final phase of qualifying, the unbeaten Canada 25-point half, a four-point cushion over the United States and Mexico. Panama are also fourth with 17 points as well. So Manchester City have topped the Deloitte Football Money League for the first time as the world's highest revenue generating club in the 2020-2021 season affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. So you know the previously leaders Barcelona dropped to fourth in the 25th edition of the table, the Spanish club lowest position in 2013-2014 season. So the Abu Dhabi on City with revenues of 644.9 million euros, that is 710.81 million dollars and a number of sponsors linked to the owners. They climbed six places. So the Premier League champions are, you know, and currently leaders are the only fourth club to top the money league after Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Manchester United. So they have been able to get this one for themselves. So European champions Chelsea now are for sale and with sanctions imposed on Ukraine. You know, uh, imposed on Ukraine, Russian, and all that. Billionaire's own, I'm talking of uh, Roman Abramovich following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, uh, were eighth. So, to the biggest story for today, Coach Otto Ado has named 27 man squad for FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 playoffs against Nigeria. Yes, the Black Stars will take on the Super Eagles in two matches scheduled for Kumasi and Abuja, respectively. As the search for a ticket to November's FIFA World Cup Qatar heats up. So Ghana will host the first leg, as we all know, at the Babayara Sports Stadium on Friday, 25th of March, before traveling to Abuja for the second leg on Tuesday, 29th of uh, March, 2022. So the squads for the goalkeepers.
yes, the goalkeeping. Yes, we have Joseph Walcott, Abdo Manaf Nurudin. Uh, we have Lawrence Atizigi and Richard Ofori. Also, the wingers we have Isahaku Abdo Fatawu, Asman Abukari. We have Joseph Pencil and Yao Yabwa defenders. We have Dennis O'Day, Andy Yabwa, Gideon Mensa, Dennis Corsa, Motari Akamaheni, Daniel Omarte, uh, Joseph Adu, Alexander Jiku, and Abdo Munin. Medfitters, we have Idrisu Baba, Edmond Ado, Mohamed Kudus, Alicia Owusu, Thomas Teparte, Daniel Kofitra, and finally the strikers, we have Felix Afenajan. We also have Christopher Entry Day, Jordan Ayu, and Kwasi. Yes, Reds, they are there as well. So these are the squad uh, for the playoffs, but you know what they were trying to prevent before that. They are saying that because of how uh, some fans take to social media to backlash and all that, they did it today. Yeah, so the longer waiter to know the Blaster squad to face Nigeria in the FIFA World Cup playoffs came to heart on March 2020. Uh, Two, I'm talking of 22nd as well as the Ghana Football Association officially released the list. Following the announcement, Ghanaians have taken to social media to share their thoughts on the 27-man squad released by the FA at dawn. So the discussion revolved around FA's mistakenly attributing Joseph Adu to battle instead of Celtic Vigo. Jordan, I use inclusion despite testing positive for COVID-19 and Alanti Brahim snap and also Otto Ado's decision regarding the collapse among others. So before we, we check out some of the tweets on social media, let's listen to Coach Otto Ado. Coach of the Black Stars of Ghana. We are only a few days away from playing our crucial match against our rivals, Nigeria. We all expect Ghana to qualify for the FIFA World Cup in Qatar 2022. But that won't be easy, as we need to do our best to make it to this tournament. The players, the technical team, and the Ghana Football Association are committed to this task. We really want to make ourselves and the nation proud by qualifying for this upcoming World Cup. Matches between Ghana and Nigeria are always difficult, but we believe in our players, we believe in our strategies, and we believe in the unflinching support of all Ghanaians as we go into these two matches. We are Ghana, and we have what it takes to come out victorious. I'm Otto Ado, coach of the Black Stars of Ghana. That was the coach of the Black Stars. He's saying that guys, you should support. They are really with the technical forces and everything together. They will definitely uh, win the match on Friday. So with the, you know, the tweets from the populace regarding the 27-month squad, one Ohio fucking said that I now understand why the DFA were pushing for Otto Adam. He has finally delivered their agenda for them. Uh, Oscar also on Twitter said, Jordan, catch COVID and still there is a while Jeffrey Scrubs might be healthy available sipping some wine at a beach so he's actually opted for Jeffrey not Jordan also this GFA is biased to at Asante Kotoko SC when Daland was a king facer. He was invited uh, to the Black Stars, but now he is performing at Asante Kotoko SC and is not part with the Black Stars. Bias FA. That's what OJS is saying. Finally, another one said Joseph Adu plays for Celtic Vigo, but DFA says he plays for Bordeaux. You know, they would definitely get something to say. This was what they were trying to prevent, but no, no, it would definitely happen because you are in Ghana and it's Ghana for you. But still on the Man squad, 
for the playoffs. Former Blackstone striker, I'm talking of a Samoyan house, filmed over the exclusion of Adachet Milford, I'm talking of Majid Ashmiru from the Ghana squad ahead of the FIFA World Cup playoffs against Nigeria. So Blackstone's interim coach, Otto Adif, officially, we know that uh, just said it about it. He announced his 27-man squad for the FIFA World Cup playoffs against Nigeria, the Super Eagles. So Otto Ado invited six midfielders from, uh, for the Nigeria game. And surprisingly, Majid Ashmiru has been left out of the squad and Dan has lost his head over it so describing it as in quote nonsense the all-time black star top scorer complained bitterly about the exclusion of ashimiru whom he believes is you know as the Ghana's best midfielder after Arsenal's Thomas Tepate. So he was looking forward to have, you know, Ashimiru in the squad, but that's not what I think Oto Ado were looking for. So Asimwajan uh, had a tweet and he said that this guy at Majid Ashimiru is the best midfielder in Ghana after at Thomas Tepate period. I have kept quiet on this, but this nonsense must stop shaking my head. So that's what, uh, you know, Asimwajan was saying that they should have added Majid uh, Ashimiru to the squad for the playoffs. We'll be speaking to our pandemics very soon on that. But before that, in chess today, the Kremlin on Tuesday today, the International Chess Federation, FIDE, uh, should stay out of politics and demanded its annual its decision to ban Russian grandmaster, I'm talking of Sergei Kajakin, from competition for six months over his stance on Ukraine. So the FIDE announced a decision on Monday that the 32 uh, um, Karjakin, who challenged Magnus Carlsen for the world title in 2016, has defended his country's action on social media in recent weeks, drawing intense criticism from uh, the chess uh, world as well. So we'll be joined by Amdala Hamza the on the sports. Good afternoon, Amdala, if you can hear me. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Amdala, if you can hear me. Welcome to Sports Bits on Ghana Talks Radio. Good afternoon, Sandra. Thanks very much for, for, for another edition of, of Ghana Talks Radio. And it's, it's, it's good. I'm back. Bye. Oh, you're most welcome. Us. Us. We are happy to have you yeah, it's just is it that you you nearly saw no. Oh, I didn't, I didn't. I was just waiting for you know uh, for the squad to be named so that you'll be stronger on this one. So today the the coach for the Black Stars, Otto Ado, has named the squad today. You'll be in the pandemic and going through. I, I you think that we are ready, we are fit in as much as it took a long time to announce it. Um, Sandra, thanks once again. And I know my, 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 my opinion hasn't changed. You know me since, since day one. And you know how I, I acted towards the quality that we have at our disposal as we speak and how those quality, they are not that much up to the expectation. So if they aren't there yet, we as a country, okay. we as a nation, how are we going to accept it and believe that indeed our quality is down then we must do certain things to, to up our game. Okay. And it's, it's quite unfortunate looking at how uh, our squad was 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 more or less in, in secrecy mm -hmm. for some of us, but for the executive committee and the um, coach, mm -hmm. they knew that they were calling player A, player B, or player C. Absolutely. But what we were told is that they are keeping it as a secret away from the Nigerians. And right. 
and when someone wants to harm you and you're able to hide your tactics, mm -hmm. you're able to hide your information from that player, they think that it's, it's, it's going to yield results and you're going to make good things out of it. Right. But honestly, Sandra, people have taken it to their bit far extreme and all the countries have released their squad and Ghana. Really the but I want our listeners to know that this isn't a major competition. It's right. not the tournament itself. It's mm -hmm. a qualifiers to the tournament. Mm -hmm. And per the rules that FIFA and CAF has, yeah. the team or a nation has until three hours before the game, mm -hmm. before they can release their squad, not the first 11, three hours before the game. So I think what they were doing, they didn't want to make mistakes. As they said, they were scrutinizing certain things. And finally, the squad is out. But it raised a lot of eyebrows. There's a lot of ups and downs. And it's as usual. I mean, you can't make score up over 3 million Ghanaians. Mm -hmm. You don't expect all of us to, to be setting with 23 players. Of Definitely, a player A will get his choice. Player B will get his choice. Okay. So I think it's, it's a good job. Let's acknowledge We hope for the best for Madagana. Okay, so we, we got to know that this time around, to get a ticket to the playoffs, it, it, you have to do it online. I'm talking of the electronic tickets. And they said the reasons, one of the reasons why they, they made it electronic is because of uh, the uh, kind of gone, not gone COVID-19. And we know that Jordan Ayi also tested positive for COVID-19. And he is in the squad. How safe is it for the uh, the Ghanaian players and the other, I'm talking about opponents in Nigerian, to be playing with a test positive uh, COVID uh, patient, if I could put it that way. Um, Sandra, as you rightly said, Jordan Ayu has tested positive for the COVID-19, although his name is in the squad. And you know how uh, COVID has become nowadays. You can test positive today and test negative tomorrow. Absolutely. So I think he was kept in the squad for, for the managers and the technical team to take good care of him and see as to whether maybe before the time he played the second leg, which is on the 29th of March, okay. maybe by then he, he he will test negative and he will join the squad. If not, looking at our upfronts, the players that we've called, you could clearly see that a bunch of inexperienced players, mm -hmm. the likes of Felix, Safiana, Jan, mm -hmm. and we had Majid Waris was coming though, but it was later confirmed that he was coming for, for yes, holidays. Yes, I was actually and, coming to that, actually. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, the, one of the key strikers we were wanting to get on our team mm -hmm. to make his debut, the guy, um, Antonio Semeno, who, right. who was born in England, mm -hmm. performing so well for Bristol City in the championship, mm -hmm. scoring six goals, providing eight assists, and it, on the month of January, he was adjourned the player of the month in the championship. Mm -hmm. But it was rather unfortunate that just Saturday, six minutes in their game, he had an injury and he had to pull out from the national squad. Yeah. So I think the coach is considering all those factors. Oh, oh, right. I have all a right. bunch of inexperienced strikers. Although Jordan Ayu at Crystal Palace isn't a prolific striker. Yeah. He's not a prolific But looking at his experience that he has garnered from the national team from 2013, all I right. think it will be good that we get him on board. So let's pray that. By the time we play the second leg, she will have sex negative yes, for COVID-19. Yes, of course. We don't want to have a COVID playoff. So, you know that Samojan has come out to say that he's really, really devastated and, you know, uh, disappointed in the fact that Majid Ashmiru is not part of the squad for the playoffs. On your part as, as, as a pundit, what's your take on that? Do you think he is really qualified to be in that particular, uh, you know, squad or it's just not his chance to be part of it? Uh, it's, it's, it, it has a lot of divergent opinions, is, is how we take it. Um, I can't remember somewhere last week, okay. I was I, I was asked on the studios to prepare my, my, my provisional squad right. for the national team. And mm -hmm. in the midfield, I, I, I did put in Majid Ashmeru, All right. 
because of how he was performing at his club side in Belgium, Anderlecht. Okay. Don't forget, somewhere last week in their game that they played, yeah. he was all over the game and the fans were chanting his name throughout the 90 minutes. Yeah. So that sort of one-off performance in the 90 minutes came to the, to the idea of Ghanaians. They, they, they might have seen it on the social media. circulated In the Belgium Pro League. But okay. that's why I said, let's, let's thank the second budget a lot. They, right. They've cut their necks across. And honestly, the guy, if you check our method, mm-hmm. the likes of Idris Baba, Thomas Pate, yeah, Daniel Kofitre, there's yeah. no comment about him. Mm-hmm. Daniel Kofitre is in incessant form that, regardless of the opponent that he meets, he can yeah. deliver Christ. Okay. And they called one new guy, that is Elijah. Elijah. Okay. Elijah, I didn't I did take time to check the stats of Elijah. Mm. His, his stats isn't really bad, but yeah. honestly, comparing it to Majid Ashimero, he's having a bit of upper hand ahead right. of Majid Ashimero. All but right. they, uh-huh. they bring the question again. Mm-hmm. Although Asamojan, after making those blatant comments, came back to apologize that on any day, mm-hmm. he will stick to his claim that Majid Ashimero must join the national team. Yeah. But he's sorry for the words mm-hmm. that he used, that noise, the, the noises must stop, excuse my red mm-hmm. So I think if you compare your stats, okay. Elijah is a bit ahead of Majid Ashimero. Okay. It isn't that much. All but right. then you ask yourself, our management members and our management committee have told us that they want to show consistency in our team. Okay. They don't want to be calling new faces of players now and then. All right. But here we are. Majid Asmero has played for the Blasters before. He has had a series of call-ups. But here, he was now sideline for a new person to come. Now people will ask, as to the likes of Ibrahim Danlad, all those young guys, mm-hmm. the likes of Afrin Duncan, they have yeah. also played for the national team before. Okay. But why aren't you keeping those same players to keep up the consistency and the pace in the rising talents of our league of our, of our team? All right. So uh, before I let you go, you you know that uh, for these playoffs, we've gotten a lot of confusion. The change of you know our stadiums to everything to the release of our squad three days to the game or two days to the game. Do you think uh, practically, emotionally, mentally, we are we are ready for the game? We 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 were not ready. But as of now that I'm talking, I believe that the team is ready. But looking at how Otwadu, the coach, the interim coach, told all the players mm-hmm. that we need them at camp latest by Tuesday evening. All right. And just yesterday, Blaster had traded a session with seven players present. All right. And I checked, it shows that they, we may have 22 players at camp, which right. shows that definitely all the guys will be will be ready and come on time. So that Wednesday, by the time the team moves from Mm-hmm. We will get a full house. All so right. honestly, they are ready, but uh, the, the, the leaders of our game, as right. they said, they are all the so-called people, aren't all that much serious about the welfare of uh, our stadiums, our league, and as we have always said, mm-hmm. I hope Sandra, you you watch the the President Cup between Accra and Zimbabwe. Yes, and Zimbabwe, yes, and Zimbabwe, yes. Yeah, and did. I want to go back or a month after that. All right. Check the pictures, look at how the green nature of the field and compare it to <laughs> just the day before yesterday when Accra has a football mm-hmm. plane as good. Okay. You could see that because we had a president cup, we saw tankers with water mm-hmm. coming to what to to water the park and all <laughs> those stuff. Yeah. But since the president cup, nobody nothing, nothing of that sort of happened. Yeah. And if you watch the game that was being telecast on Star Time. Let's not forget, Star Time is a German broadcasting company. Right. And they are broadcasting our league. Right. So, the sort of mileage that we want to get 
Mm-hmm. That's basic. I always tell myself, Ghana as a nation, we are not ready to play league because if you go to the FIFA rules, that is governing football. Rule number one mm-hmm. says that the playing sport, the playing surface must be green in nature. All right. Like here we are, play league for our, our, our stadiums and those <laughs> are not green in nature. So I think you will let bygones bygones. Okay. The players, they are, they are professionals. They okay. must like themselves, live up to the station. Mm-hmm. Because nowadays, even the Nigerians are afraid that they are coming to Massa, they are coming mm-hmm. to the Bayara. They know their inflations of what's in the black They're sort of incessant pressure that will come on them when they are in the Bayara. All right. It's been a long time since they came here, 21 yeah. years ago. Yeah. And they've Very always long. taken the streets when they come to the Bayara. So I think the players like themselves with such history and such, that is very nice. I think the male world deliver in Ghana by going to Nigeria will be a very Herculean time. All right, we, we hope we hope to see uh, amazing results on Friday, and we wish you uh, more luck on that. Too. Thank you so much, Hamza, for joining me on the Sport Tidbit. All right, you're welcome. So that was uh, Amdala Hamza. He's saying that he believes to up to now, he believes that definitely uh, the squad for the Nigeria playoff, uh, they are actually ready to meet their opponent. We hope to see that on Friday. If you just join us, this is the In some motorsports news today, Saudi Arabia wants to add MotoGP to the list of World Championship Motorsport event at already host. Yes, the country sports minister, Prince Abdul. Uh, Aziz bin Turkai Al Faisal said on a Tuesday. So speaking in question and answers ahead of the weekend's Saudi Formula One Grand Prix in Jeddah, he said uh, the kingdom was already the home of motorsports in the region and all electric Formula E championship and the car rally as well as extremes uh, E on that. So he said we now host three FIA World Championship event and are looking at more in the future. There is an ambition to expand and develop the motorsports we host and we are considering in due course uh, is MotoGP. So we hope to see what will be happening. But MotoGP has raced in Qatar uh, since 2004 and that fourth left uh, light Grand Prix race is currently the only Middle East round on the calendar. So Saudi Arabia made it Formula 1 debut last December as part of a 15-year deal on that. Away from that, Mark Marquez is suffering from another episode of double vision uh, following his crash in the warm-up session on sunday's indonesian uh, grand prix the honda rider said today so the six-time MotoGP champion suffered a high side on turn seven that launched him into the air and uh, he landed heavily on his side so he took a whack off his head but avoided a serious injury as the uh, the cart wheeling bike missed him so marquez did not race after he was declared unfit by the 29 year old suffered a similar episode at the end of last season after you know concussion he suffered in the training crash and said he had been advised by doctors not to continue racing it's really sad that we can't see him again he said it seems like i was experiencing a deja vu uh he he said that on twitter during the trip back to spain i began to have uh, discomfort with my vision and we decided to visit dr sanchez downwell who confirmed that i have a new episode of diplopia unfortunately it is less severe uh, than the injury had at the end of last year but now it is time to rest and wait to see how the injury evolves that is what um Kers is saying it's really sad we hope he feels better and come uh, race for us so in athletics world athletics president sebastian cole uh, said 
the state of women's sport is very fragile and sports federations need to get it right when writing rules for transgender female athletes. So Cole's comment came um on after University of uh, Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas became the first transgender NCCAA champion in Division One history by winning the women's 500-yard freestyle in Atlanta last week. So the integrity of women's sports, if we don't get this right, and actually the future Didn't of women's sports pause. is Didn't very pause. That is what Cole is saying. So uh, we hope to see what they'll be doing, things that they'll be considering first in terms of making rules for those uh, transgender so in the final final before we wrap it up badminton the chinese team withdrew from the swiss opener super um event in basel on tuesday due to a number of covid 19 cases and injuries our global governing body badminton world federation bwf is saying so the bwf added that there were several covid related pull out at the 180 thousand dollars world tour event so the chinese badminton association reported a few positive cases as well as some injuries uh, to players in their team. That is what they said in a statement. So citing concerns to the welfare and safety of all participants in the tournament, Team China have subsequently withdrawn from all players from the Yonex Swiss Open 2022. So China are a traditional badminton powerhouse. We all know that winning 10 Thomas Cups, that is the men's team competition, 15 Obel Cups, that is women's team competition, and 12 Sadman Cups, that is mixed team competition. So so they are the most successful country in badminton at the Olympics with 20 gold medals. And they are actually pulling out today. We don't know how exciting or how effectively other uh, countries will be able to participate. It's really sad that COVID is hot and we hope they'll be able to fix it. Thank you so much for joining me on the Sported Bit on Ghana Talks Radio. My name is Sandra Asante. 20 Hits Countdown is up next. Join us on GTR for Global Tidbits and Soccer. Tennis, boxing, and many other sporting activities. What a good shot! Tune in to GTR. What a stadium, what a stadium. We are GTR, Ghana Talks Radio. This is Ghana Talks Radio, the best station rocking the nation. Get it big, get it here. Listen to all your life mixes, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GTR, Ghana Talks Radio. You say the less I know Wherever you stray 
Get it big, get it here. Listen to all your life mixes, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GTR, Ghana Talks Radio. Of course, right here on GTR, I'm bringing you the entertainment hub right here with me, Sanjo Asante. I'm getting excited because, you know, uh, our hearts always want entertainment and we want to definitely feed you up. So let's get to it. So our social social worker i'm talking pakistan-based australian social worker shaniera akram just turned 40 and her husband wasim akram marked the occasion by writing a heartfelt note we'll take into twitter tuesday morning wasim posted a picture of shaniera saying uh, wishing her a happy 40th birthday happy 40th birthday my love you have grown into such a beautiful human being and you will only get better that's what he's saying so the former crickets also wrote i love having you by my side as my life partner you make every day worth living thank you all for what you do for me our children and our family and for pakistan we love you that's really amazing note ever on a beautiful tuesday birthday day so but shana took to twitter and said that she does not feel like celebrating her birthday that much with everything going on around the world so she thanked the public for being part of her life and loving uh her as well of course you know especially ukraine you can just be there and be merry making by prince william and ex-wife and his wife actually kate middleton are delighted to be in the belize at the beginning of their first official visit to the caribbean so alongside the environmental diversity the royal couple also had a taste of Belize's wonderful cultural diversity, from Mayan chocolate to uh, Garifuna drumming. So they also danced with the Belizean villages and also, you know, helped make traditional chocolate. So during their visit to a chocolate farm of Julius Quirky, the Duke of Cambridge enjoyed his time there so much that he joked about giving up his job as a senior working royal. So experts are trying to say, was it true or he was just trying to crack a job? But Prince William asked the owner of the chocolate farm, do you have a... Uh, do you have to take apprentice? Can I come and work for you? It's my kind of thing. So, you know, maybe he might be giving up on royalty to work as an apprentice. I don't know. I'm just saying that's what he's trying to make us know today. So experts are saying that. Was he really joking there or... You know, it's a serious uh, matter that he is looking forward to quit royal duties. But I can't tell now unless they finalize on that. So a portrait of actress Marilyn Monroe by 1960s pop icon Andy Warhol will go out for auction in May with an estimated value of $200 million, which will set a record. Christie's announced that uh, on Monday. So the work Short Sage Blue Marilyn is poised to be the most expensive painting of the 20th century ever sold at auction. That is what Alex Rotter, Christie's chairman of the 20th and 21st century art is saying. So the 1964 likeness of Monroe's fate screen printed with bright yellow hair and a pink face and light blue eyeshadows. Yes, is one of the five paintings Waho made of Monroe. So Waho said that he used a screening technique on these paintings on this printing and 
he never used again. It is really way complicated, way too involved in that. So that's what you're saying that you're looking forward to auction that particular beautiful uh, pop icon uh, picture, the portrait of her. So Prince Harry is here and the successes. I'm talking of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle continue to receive flake for the UK snub ahead of Prince Philip's memorial. So the successes who opted out of the event in fear of security threat are now they are now tipped to present as prestigious yes prestigious uh you know award at oscar so while the veracity of the news has not yet been established experts and journalists are warning harry of the grave consequences if he decided to do so so darren grimm's activists and journalists mocked the selfless couple in a tweet they said I just wish the media would leave uh, this selfless pair alone to present Hollywood awards to an audience of millions in privacy. Of course, they have to leave them alone because they have suffered, especially for Meghan Markle. So U.S. source revealed that show producers will Packer and Shane Cohen have lined up some amazing earliest names to take to the stage and Harry and Meghan will be the icing on the cake. So we're hoping to see that as well. So President Volomir Zelensky is here and is paying his gratitude to Hollywood actors Mila Kunis and Aston Kutcher for raising $35 million to support refugees fleeing war-torn Ukraine. So in a video call, uh, the trio discussed the way forward for Ukraine, 3.2 million refugees who are suffering at the hands of Russian attacks. So Aston Kutcher and Mila Kunis were among the first to respond to a grief. He went on to say, I'm talking of President Zelensky, they have already raised $35 million and are sending aid to Fexport and Albib to help Ukraine flag refugees. Grateful for their support, impressed by your determination, they inspired the word hashtag stand with Ukraine. Yes, President Zelensky noted on Twitter, sharing a screenshot from the conversation as it was. So, you know, they have been amazing. So earlier last week, Mila and Aston turned to the Twitter to thank all those who stepped forward to help them raise money for Ukraine. So they said, we are overwhelmed with gratitude for your support. Two weeks ago, we asked you to join us and more than 65,000 of you stepped up and donated what you could. Now, with your help, we have reached our 30 million goal. Yes, they captioned alongside a clip of the couple discussing their plans forward. This is really a great step they have put in there to help the people of Ukraine. So to the hottest and freshest 90s, but go, I'm talking of Riri. She is hearing the news. And there might be some, you know, welding bells somewhere because, ah, they spotted something today, yes. Rihanna is leaving fans in a teaser with her old new blink. The umbrella hitmaker was spotted on the streets of Los Angeles, keeping her look casual for a stroll in the day. But a 34-year-old doing with a black t-shirt with a monster track printed on the front. However, she was really caught fans attention from the photos was a large diamond ring. Mm, you can see that on the screen. It's looking really beautiful. Yes, if you're watching on Facebook, it's really, really glittering. Ah. Oh. Are they looking forward to getting married before the baby comes up? I'm looking forward as well. Oh, it's going to be amazing. So 
fans are gushing over this one. The ring spotted on, you know, uh, her engagement finger. So the ring featured a thick gold band with a large diamond in the center. That is what the sun is reporting. So per the Sunday Mirror, the singer and her rapper boyfriend, ASAP Rocky, are ready to seal the deal right after they welcome their baby. We couldn't wait for that. Of course, that's going to be a triple, double, double, triple, you know, excitement for herself and the couple as well as the fans as well. So they have a very close bond with Rihanna and has always been quite traditional. They will be married for sure. So the insider went on to say that she has told Pals she wants to be with him forever and he has said the same. So she has always wanted to get married and ASAP Rocky is her forever person, not anybody who 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 wasn't looking forward to that it's just asap rocky yes with riri so riri and asap rocky will reportedly tie the knot in your native country Barbados. i know definitely it's gonna be Barbados because rihanna love Barbados so so much so a russian caught a monday man facebook and instagram as extremists part of sweeping efforts by moscow to crack down on social media during the conflict in ukraine yeah so the russian authorities have accused u.s tech giant i'm talking of meta to you know the parent uh company of facebook instagram and whatsapp over tolerating russophobia since president vladimir putin sent troops into ukraine on february 24th or so facebook and twitter have been inaccessible in russia since early march and instagram was blocked in the country a week ago so moscow's test court district court deceded to a request from prosecutors for a two social media platform to be banned for carrying out extremist activities so it ruled out that meta's whatsapp messenger service will not be prohibited because it is not used to post public statements so there was no immediate comment from meta we hope to see what and hear what they'll be saying but still in russia related stories president vladimir putin's beloved girlfriend and alleged mother of his children is asked to take one for the country. That's where they, they, they're taking it to now. So Alina Kabieva is being asked by her female friend to fly to Moscow and persuade the president to end the war. That is what Pete Six is reporting today. So Alina's female friends are begging her to fly to Putin and persuade him to end the war. Revealed a source, he doesn't seem to be listening to anybody, but perhaps he might listen to her, of course, because the law might be hot and bigger. So Putin is surrounded by rings and rings of securities alina says she doesn't know if she can get to him and if she does she doesn't know she will be able to get out again to be with uh you know their kids that's what the source said so kabieva is an olympic gold medal winning gymnast who it's allegedly shared two boys and twin girls with President Putin. So, uh, you know, female, uh, females, a lot of females are looking forward to make Alina do what they are telling her to do to go calm the heart of uh, President Putin, whose heart is harder than the rock. Yes. So, Kate Middleton is here and has been linked to her late mother in law, talking to Princess Diana on more than one occasion. However, the comparison was made official by a body language expert. So talking to Maria Flore, body language expert Doreen Stanton explained that Kate's earlier mannerisms reflected those of her late mother-in-law, Princess Diana's during her engagement to Prince Charles. So Stanton's sure that during the early you know, days as a senior royal, Kate was more reserved and cautious, but now appears less brilliant on husband William. So Kate has arguably more reserved when she was a uh, 
first thrown into the spotlight several years ago. So that's what body language expert is saying concerning Kate and Diana. So Prince Harry and Meghan tied the knot in 2018, but just before the young prince was reportedly, yes, that Harry was forced to issue a scathing statement against the media in 2016 out of fear of then-girlfriend Meghan ending their engagement. Hmm, I can only do, but you know... They are saying that the prince was freaking out with fear that Meghan would dump him due to the negative media attention on her. Who wouldn't do that? It wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been able to live together if it could be in Africa, especially in Ghana, because nobody would go through that for anybody. So according to reports, the Duke was freaking out about Meghan's reaction to news coverage and thus released the warning which highlighted the ultra sexism and racism on social media trolls and web articles comments. So you can see that since day one, they have never liked Meghan Markle today and she has been super super strong on that I really admire her about that so Harry was very ex exercised about some of that coverage so he definitely felt that if nothing was done to support here that she would and I'm not sure that you know she was going to sign up for that and today you can see them so beautifully together they are happy but still in royal duty stories at uh, this story I'm shocked because a god for the queen arrested, I'm surprised, but a member of the queen's royal guard has been arrested after the young man went missing from his post to go and fight against Russia advances in Ukraine. Really? What was he going to do there? So according to reports, the young soldier landed back in the UK at London, Stansted Airport from Poland, uh, soon after contacting his superior officers from U Ukraine, where he was volunteering to fight against Russians. So he left the queen to fight for Russians. I'm surprised. So the soldier was reportedly a member of the Coldstream Guards and one of the guards enlisted to protect Queen Elizabeth at the Windsor Castle. So following the arrest, he now faces a possible prison sentence for desertion and ignoring orders of the Ministry of Defense. So the young man is said to have gone missing after getting, uh, you know, bored with the ceremonial role of the regiment and then traveled to Krakow, Poland, where he crossed the border to reach the HQ in the International, uh, you know, Brigade in Western Ukraine. They might have missed something. Maybe there was a lover or a girlfriend to protect from there. So he definitely needed to go to Ukraine for that to happen as it was. So Scarlett Johnson recently shared her nasty habit that she never wanted her children to know about. Yes, the Black Widow star revealed a personal detail about herself. Yes, in um, one Wednesday's edition of the Drew Barrymore show. Yes, and left her fans in shock. So during the interview, the 37-year-old actress spilled that she felt ashamed to have started smoking as a youngster. I was shocked. She looks so beautiful to be starting smoking in a young age but she said my daughter may have asked me this before and the lucy star admitted uh per daily meal i used to smoke when i was younger and i'm so ashamed of that i just don't want her to ever think that i i was ever thought i was cool because she can never ever ever smoke she added so yeah i just hope she never figures out and definitely she's saying that to the media i think the daughter have heard already it is the media yeah so the five-time golden globe winner went on Ghana to say that when my parents no forget one. their children from doing certain things their children don't do them yes yeah, so she's saying that she really really feel ashamed that she started smoking in a young age but that it is it for the international entertainment stories and uh, 
Valentin Mikasina Solborn Christy Koina Kwekupome has reacted to her nomination in the Vodafone Ghana Music Awards 2022. So Charter House, the organizers of the annual most prestigious Ghana Music Awards sponsored by Vodafone. Yes, they had uh, they released the nominations for the 23rd edition. I told you that about yesterday, but reacting to her nomination in the Best Highlight for Artist category, Sina so says she feels highly fulfilled to be the only woman to be competing with the big guys. Yeah, you want to show the big boys here. Yeah. So honestly, everyone in there deserves to be there. And in fact, the fact is, I am in the same category with the big guy. She said in uh, an interview, and she said, I am very happy and I feel fulfilled, especially if you look at the other nominations in this year's Ghana Music Awards. Yes, it is really amazing to be part of those superstars who were nominated in those categories. So I am very, very happy about that. So apart from Cinesol, the other nominees in the Best Highlife category for the VGMA 2022, uh, Aquabua. Oh, they had a collaboration together. Yeah, it'll be, uh, I, I, I don't know which, who is going to take this out. It's really a key one. So apart from Sinaso, Aquabua, Bisakede, Famiya, Kwame Eugene, and Kofi Kinata, they are in this category. I'm talking of the best high life artist category for the VGMA 2022. So we hope that the best artists win. But before we wrap it up, Multiple award-winning Hall Life musician Julius Kodriantri, better known by his fans as Kodriantri, has won people who compare the current crop of musicians to experienced ones like himself to put a stop to it because it quenches the fire of the young ones. So Kodriantri claims that the moment people begin to do such comparison, rising artists begin to get swollen-headed and then slug behind forgetting they need to do more to succeed. So stop comparing artists with just one single to us. That's what Kudrian Tree is saying. So according to him, young musicians should rather be encouraged yes, uh, to learn from the old and the experienced one like himself and, you know, not the otherwise. So the legend further went on to say that the comparison quenches the fire of the young artists too early rather than grooming them to the future. So, guys, if you're hearing me, that's what Kudrian Tree said. I'm just telling you that you should not be comparing the one single, you know, album, one single uh, songs artist to the legendary. We should actually give them support, give them to cite and uh, a good exemplary example for them so that they can actually feel, you know, that they have to do more and get to wherever they want to be. So I'm also here as I want to be. I don't want to be because as I'm wrapping it up, but I have to go because DJ Charm is here to take you on that drive from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. So don't go anywhere. It has been there on the team and having Ghana Talks ready with me, Sandra. And thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you tomorrow. Get it big. Get it here. Listen to all your life mixes, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GTR Ghana Talks Radio.